From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the impact that making excuses has on your sexual intimacy. Absolutely. And there's a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, you can have results or excuses, not both. And that's really what we're getting at in today's episode as we're talking about you know intimacy and it, specifically around excuses to avoid having sex. So you can't have the results. Or the excuses, you can't have them both. We were talking about that in today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this hug comes from an email message that we received that said, You are a recent discovery to us and can be very proud of your commitment to couples everywhere. Last evening, we listened to your episode on getting over past relationships. And for those of you that are wondering, it is episode 620, How to Let Go of Past Relationships. We'll put a link to it in the show. Um, here's a twist on that episode. How about getting over your spouse's past relationships? For nearly 40 years, I, the husband, have been insecure about a man she dated in high school and went on to live with for a few years. Their relationship was on and off for eight years with their cohabitation occurring in the last three. I always felt less than her ex and believed I was the first runner up for her. Whenever I questioned her about him over these many, many years, I was met with angry responses, leaving me to remain suspicious, puzzled, and even more retro jealous. Finally, she opened up about their relationship. What she said to me is irrelevant at this juncture, but what's important to me is this. A huge burden was removed from my heart. She talked to me with sincerity and honesty. Now, after nearly 40 years of marriage, I have never been more in love. Wow. Communication is all I ever wanted, and that happened. We've always been faithful and committed to one another. However, my senior years, I still felt insecure, and all that was needed was some fundamental communication and honesty. Much thanks to both of you for your counsel. Wow. 40 years, you guys. 40 years. A conversation, communication, emotional intimacy. All right there wrapped up in that hug. I love it. Come on. What's, what, I mean, what's ahead? I mean, there's many more years ahead and to not have that burden, as he uh, mentioned, on him anymore. Like, go live your best lives. Go have the extraordinary marriage you desire and go live it. I just, I, I love the fact that a husband can say 40 years into his marriage, I'm more in love than ever. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the, those are the messages that we get here. You know, that's what happens when couples stop making excuses and, and really just kind of get into that. And that's what we're talking about in today's episode. And, you know, we all theoretically know what an excuse is, but I'm partial to Miriam Webster whenever we're using a word, we're going to be using it in an entire episode. And Merriam-Webster says, an excuse is something offered as a justification or as grounds for being excused. It can also be an expression of regret for failure to do something. And there have been a lot of excuses that have been banted about in this household over the years, specifically to avoid having sex. Um, there have, and uh, what I, the list I'm about to share with all of you is not just our list, it's a list that has come out of the one family. So I just want you to know, this, this is what your peers, this is what your, your cohorts are saying. Uh, I would say everything on this list, though, has been said in this household. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not 
saying that this isn't us. I'm just saying that this yes. list actually was generated out of the one family. And when I started looking at all these, I'm like, Oh wow. Like um, we've said yep. these to each other. Yep, yep. 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 So things like I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. I don't get anything out of having sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one still makes me cringe. I know I've said it. That That is like literally like cringe worthy right now. Yeah. I'm stressed. The kids are around awake in our bed. That, that still happens in that. That's still happening now. Um, here so i have too much to do the kids are not can i just kind of be clear the kids are not in our bed no the, but, the but kids, they're awake but or around but the, the, the kids are awake or around yes. and i know this is some this is a that's an area that we've had a little bit of tension lately uh, lately Teenagers. because yeah you've you've gone to this place of like I, I don't want anybody around when we have sex and it it's a frustrating place to be i have too much to do i need to shower it's late. I have to get up early. I have a headache. We did it. We we did a whole show around a an episode around a headache. Well, because I actually discovered rather inadvertently because I was trying not to make an excuse and this is just a sidebar on that show was that it was the orgasm was a really good antidote to the headache. Yes. So right. that was kind of how that whole show came. I don't even remember what show that. That was a long time what ago. What episode that what was? It, oh, I was doing so well. For those of you that don't know, and again, I promise we're going to get to the to the to all the meat on this around excuses, but I made a commitment to Tony that I was really going to work on my language around using episode to refer to the individual, uh, individual offerings, right? I don't know how to say it, individual episodes and to refer to the One Extraordinary Marriage show as the collective. And so I've been doing really well, but the challenge is, is that every time I say the wrong word, in this case, I said show when I was supposed to say episode, I have to give him a kiss. So we will do that off air at the end of the show. But that's why he, he did that. Cause you all know how much Tony loves to be kissed. And I figured it, this wasn't a bad thing for me to kiss him. So there you go. The episode is 365. I have a headache. Let's have sex. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 365. So it's like half a lifetime 2017 ago. when that episode came out. So I will put a link to it. So if you want to listen to it. Go have fun. Absolutely. And, you know, coming back into excuses, um, the problem with them is that often there's an element of truth and and maybe there was like a lot of truth the first time they were ever said, right? You Mm -hmm. know, when it comes to, to you know, legitimately, there are times when you are tired, when you are stressed, when you have to be up early, when you might have a head, like, I'm not saying that those aren't valid reasons to not have sex. The, the challenge is, is that what happens when they start to become the pushback, the, the, the reason not to have sex every single time. Cause in some of your marriage and, and we had, we've had seasons like this, you guys, where this has been the reason why we don't have sex every single time. Right. I, when we first started one extraordinary marriage, I had, kind of tongue in cheek joked that I was going to write a book called the queen of rejection because these and, and so many more were lines that I used on Tony for probably the first 11 years of our marriage. Yeah. Pretty consistently. And, and, and let's be clear. Both of us have said these and, and I think there's going to be, there's going to be a spouse who possibly says them more than the other. Right. And, and let's, let's be clear we're not perfect 
the one, even the one who wants to have sex more is, is pursuing our spouse. We're still not perfect. So we, we have to own up to our own excuses that we do make and how we're pushing away our spouse. And it may be because they've pushed us away because we've been rejected that we'll come up with our own reasons and our own excuses to avoid having sex at certain times. Mm -hmm. And so I would say if we really looked at our marriage and our marriages and ourselves individually, we're both doing these. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a gender thing. No, not at all. This isn't a male, female thing. Um, We know from so many of you, and and we've had it in our own marriage, that there are times when men come up with excuses not to have sex themselves, right? So don't just think that this is only something that women do. Yeah. It's not true. And and the challenge with excuses is that they they create this emotional distance, right? They really impact your emotional intimacy. And and again, because we're talking about excuses not to have sex, so it's your emotional intimacy and your sexual intimacy that are getting impacted here. It's, It's avoiding what's underneath. The why. Mm-hmm. Why are you in this place that you're coming up with this one liner to avoid having sex? Why? What is preventing you from actually going deeper into the dynamic, the relationship dynamic, or even maybe personally just there's something going on with you, right? I, I've, I've worked with a lot of coaching clients, specifically men, who if they're having erectile dysfunction, what their wives are hearing are, he, he doesn't want to have sex with me. He keeps saying, no, he won't do it. There he's coming up with excuses to avoid having sex because we've talked about this before, right? That the the hit it takes to a guy, his confidence. It's easier to just say, I'm stressed. I, I have a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't feel like it right now. Let, let's do it later. Th- that happens. It's if the emotional intimacy isn't addressed, if we're not addressing the underlying issue, that could be it. Absolutely. And and if we don't get into this place of saying and even acknowledging, Hey, I'm, I'm starting in this habit of making excuses, right? Then these just become patterns that start to create, you know, what I affectionately refer to as the grand Canyon in your marriage, because every excuse is like shoveling out a scoop of dirt to say, I'm just, I'm not building this bridge to you. I'm building this disconnect Mm. from you. Yeah, that's good. And, And, and I get it because you know, for those of you that don't know, and if you're brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we're super excited to have you join us. But in the early years of our marriage, we we actually fell into a place where we were pretty close to being sexless because we just put so many excuses, so many barriers in between having sex. And a lot of that was driven by me. This is, you know, I, I own this part. And then, you know, about 11 years in, coming up on our 12th wedding anniversary, Tony suggested we do a 60-day sex challenge. And so what that actually created was a dynamic in our marriage where we had agreed Mm -hmm. as husband and wife, this wasn't Tony imposing anything on me. I had agreed to this, that we were going to do our best to have sex for 60 days straight. We ended up completing 40 out of 60. But what happened in that dynamic was that essentially what we had done was we had agreed that there weren't going to be any excuses for two months. There wasn't going to be, we had three reasons why we wouldn't have sex during that time. It was illness. It was my period. And it was distance. Like if somebody wasn't physically there. Right. Those are the only three reasons we couldn't have sex. And so that, that experiment in our marriage actually made me stand up and realize what's going on with all these, these excuses. Yeah. We had to, we had to intentionally determine what was really going on 
Mm-hmm. And, and there were so many things that were happening. I mean, from like I was really into long distance cycling at the time. I'm still into, into my road cycling, but at that point in time, I mean, I was training for like double centuries. And so I'd be out for long hours, tired, um, just everything. So you, you begin to just look at life and go, okay, is am I just saying something because I want to, I, I want to get out of this. I don't want to, I really don't want to take action in the area where we said we were going to, mm-hmm. that we were committed to doing. Right. And so it really was this experience. And I love how you said that. I don't think we've ever said that, but it was an experiment of going, what are we, what are we doing here around our sexual intimacy? And more importantly, it was our emotional intimacy that really allowed for us to connect so much throughout those 60 days. And I think, you know, my revelation in that was what does it look like to shift a marriage from one that's excuse based to one that is commitment based, Mm. right? To one where it's easy to just kind of fall back on those one liners and not go deep versus one that's like, okay, you know what? I have to confront my stuff. I have to, I have to deal with why I want to give an excuse And I think that's something that, you know, for each one of you, as you're listening about this, you know, if you find yourself in this pattern of making excuses, coming up with, you know, like I said, they all have an element of truth to them. But over time, that truth starts to wane and it just becomes an easy way out. Why are you taking the easy way out? Why are the two of you creating patterns in your marriage where sexual intimacy is being avoided? That that's a really big question. And, and it's one that maybe makes some of you feel a little uncomfortable right now that I'm actually even just pushing that button and pushing a little hard on it. But the truth of the matter is, is that sexual intimacy is one of the six pillars of intimacy. There, there's a whole chapter on it in the chapter book. Chapter 10. Chapter 10, right? Like, like we dedicated a whole chapter in the book to it. We didn't just be like, yeah, and have sex. Like just as a tagline at the, you know, three words at the end of the chapter nine. You know, we understood, we came to understand in our own marriage that, that when we said to have and to hold in our wedding vows, right, that wasn't just like, you know, nice words to say on the wedding day. That was actually laying the found, foundation, the, the framework for our sexual intimacy into our marriage. And so if we weren't doing that, if something had happened that Tony and I weren't connecting sexually and we were making excuses to avoid having sex, then there was a problem. And, and that happens even to this day. And I said at the top of the episode, kids around or awake. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've had to address. And, and, and we are. We're, we're committed to living out our intimacy lifestyle. And hey, we're, marriage is a journey. And we're, we're learning and we're growing just like you guys are. And so something like this is coming up. And we see, like, what are these excuses? How, how are they coming up? Why are they coming up? We're addressing them. Some of them, maybe you're going you're gonna to be able to just be like, boom, done. Got it. Figured it out. We, we, we found the problem. Where the excuse is coming from, here's a solution. Mm-hmm. Others may take a little more time. And, and that's part of that journey that we are all on in this thing called marriage. And I get it because I know that there are some of you that are sitting there listening to this episode, got it right, who are saying, you don't know what our marriage looks like. You don't know what we've been through. You don't know the pain that has happened in your marriage. And you are 100% right. 
I probably have a little bit greater sense just because I sit across from people every day hearing about their marriage. But the excuses aren't helping heal your marriage. They aren't actually bringing the two of you closer. And the excuses in your marriage need to be addressed. So let's talk about them after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about addressing the excuses in your marriage, the excuses specifically to avoid having sex. And it's really a combination, you know, when you, when you hear that excuses and avoid having sex, and I've said it a couple of times in this episode, there are two intimacies that are very strongly at the forefront of this. It's your emotional intimacy and your sexual intimacy. And, you know, getting into this place of understanding, well, what's going on in your marriage, right? This is, this is the heart work here, people. This is the, the self-reflection where you get into this and going, okay, what are the things that are, that we're allowing And it isn't allowing to create that emotional distance so that we're not getting sexually intimate. Because a lot of times that's what it is, right? There's an emotional disconnect. And so then when there's not that emotional connection, you're like, yeah, I don't have sex with you. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in a coaching session. We're not emotionally connected. So I don't want to have sex. Okay. Let's deal with the emotional connection. What are those things that are keeping you? Whether it's, you know, I mean, some of you have shared this with us in the past. You know, is it electronics? Are they breaking down the emotional connection? Because everybody's got their eyes glued to something that isn't their spouse. Is it work where you're just so consumed with your job? And I get it because nobody's really off anymore because between email and texting and phones and all the computers and everything around, you could be on 24 seven. Mm-hmm. You've heard Tony mention a couple of times here, you know, kids. They can become that thing that absolutely, you know, becomes that distraction and starts to put that emotional distance. But what I want to say is if you can find 15, 20, 30 minutes a day to do, I don't know, Instagram, ESPN, TikTok, you probably have the time to start shifting things in your marriage. To start creating an environment where the two of you are connecting in different ways 
so that you can actually step into that place where you don't have to make excuses to avoid having sex. And I want to add in a third pillar here that you could do is, is your recreational intimacy. I literally was just thinking the same thing. It, because that is the pillar of fun, activities, dates, getting out, doing something different. And, and the reason we love that pillar, because it's not just about date night. Mm-hmm. We purposefully looked at that and said, how can you strengthen your marriage? How do you strengthen that pillar by having fun? And for, for many of us, it's, it's different things. But if you're finding yourself that it's like, oh, well, we're just sort of sitting around, then pull out something, pull out a board game, pull out some cards. Maybe you're just at home. Maybe you have some time and you can get out in the morning and go for a walk and talk or a run. Or maybe, you know, we have some really good friends. I mean, they built out a full on workout in like a workout place in their garage. And I mean, that's where they are engaging in an activity together. That just makes me laugh because you and I would, here's how different couples are. I, I don't enjoy working out with Tony. Like that whole concept just sounds actually painful to me. <laughs> it, it, it is, but that's where, if you're finding that there's some excuses happening to avoid, 100%. to avoid sex and there's some distance around your emotional intimacy and you're going like, well, how do we connect there? Because we're, we're then go to your recreational intimacy and what are the activities that you can do together that bring you together that allow you 15, 20 minutes to connect. Mm-hmm. And in that, does the conversation start flowing? And again, don't forget emotional intimacy is that verbal and nonverbal communication. We don't even have to be speaking to have that closeness in that connection to one another. So in that recreational time, in that recreational intimacy, you could be playing a game, but it's the way you're smiling. It's a way mm-hmm. that you're looking at one another that draws you to each other, that helps you to go, all right, now we can stop making these excuses to having sex. This this is maybe that lead in to having sex. So instead of saying I'm too tired or I'm too stressed, the game that the activity allows you to let go, mm-hmm. to connect, to then be able to go into initiating in foreplay and sex. And some of you are going to have to go deeper. You're going it, to, it's not going to be just, we need to spend a little more time together. Some of you are going to need to address the, the underlying resentments. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to need to address the unmet expectations or the unresolved hurts mm. it, because they keep coming up like, like a paper cut, right? You just keep bumping up against it and you're like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. If you're trying and you can't do it on your, in your own strength, it's time to get help to deal with those things. I can't tell you how many times I've sat across from a couple and because, you know, the excuses have come out of this place of we've got unresolved stuff that needs to be healed so that we can so that we can have sex, so that we can step back into that sexual intimacy. But until the healing comes, it's not to say that they don't have sex, but it's, it can be very devoid of connection. Because, guys, your marriage is only going to be as healthy as the two of you are individually healthy. If you find yourself making excuses, and it's not just that we have to spend more time together, it's that there are deeper things, please get help. Mm-hmm. Please get help. Like, don't do it for yourself and for your marriage. This is not a selfish thing to go get help. It's actually like a very selfless 
action because it shifts everything. We've experienced it in our own marriage when, when either one of us has been dealing with stuff and Tony most recently, and he's been pretty transparent and you know, the course of a number of episodes over this year, he went and got help, right? He was angry. It was not making me like really feel like warm and fuzzy to him. He goes, gets a coach, starts working with his coach. He's a much happier man. I'm a much happier wife. It did something for our connection, right? Do it for yourselves. Yeah. You know, when, when you sense that you're making excuses to avoid having sex, it's a, it's a tipping point, right? It's mm-hmm. that point where you go, all right, this has been going on. I'm sensing it. And it's time to start making a change. And so this week, as you were listening to us at the top of the episode, just sharing the, the different excuses, if any of those were just like resonating with you, this is your week to go, okay, I finally have that word or that phrase and I've been saying it too much. Mm-hmm. This is your week to go, all right, change has to happen. Something needs to change. And you know that we are all about and we know that you're about being intentional and taking action. So if you want the sexual intimacy you desire, you've now seen what is stopping you from having it. Mm, Now be intentional and take some action around it. For you, it may be going to get a coach. For others, it may be, you know what? I'm going to just change the words that I'm speaking and see what happens. For others, you may just pick up an activity to go like, this is how we're going to connect this week so we can stop these words that are that are hindering us from having the sex that we desire. So go out there, you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Pick something. Go do it so you can avoid, so you avoid having sex with one another. We want you guys to have it. We want you to have it f- fulfilled. We want you to, to enjoy one another while you're doing it. So go out there. Enjoy yourselves this week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>